I am Barrington Brennan, counseling psychologist and marriage and family therapist, with your daily relationship nugget. You are tuned in to a special program where I am reading from the book Boundaries in Dating, and this is part seven. I am reading excerpts from this book because I want to entice you of some good things in the book, but more importantly, they are very good principles many young people and all the ones haven't thought about before. I thought it would be good to just read some excerpts from the book, and you can go to Amazon.com or our local bookstore and purchase them. This book, Boundaries in Dating, by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend, two Christian clinical psychologists and marriage and family therapists. So I will continue where I left off last uh, from page 96 in the book Boundaries in Dating, and I'm under the caption, Important Preferences. On the other hand, some preferences are good to have. You will probably want to have someone who shares common interests, common goals, and common values. Most strong relationships include some common interests. For instance, they both like to hike and backpack, or they both like to minister to teenagers. Common interests allow a couple to spend time together in the pursuit they both enjoy. If you live for the outdoors, you probably do not want to get serious with someone who hates going outdoors and just wants to play with a computer all the time. Shared interests are very important. People who have little in common will ultimately not spend a lot of time together, or if they do, they won't be doing what they enjoy. You don't have to have all the same interests by any means. After all, you marry someone to be with you, and what better way to be with them than by doing something together you both love? Common goals. Common interests helps you determine how you spend your free time. Common goals determine how you spend your life. Your goals will affect where you live, what character you choose, how you spend your time and money, and even how you develop your character and walk with God. Before you get serious with someone, you need to have a good idea of what direction you are going in, and you need to determine whether the person's life is going in the same direction. For example... If you want to be a missionary or inner city worker living on a limited income, you must share that goal. Or if you are going to pursue graduate school, and then you must share that goal, because it will call for great sacrifice in the relationship. Interests and goals need to be taken seriously. Not only do they indicate the way that you spend your time and maybe even your life, they also reveal who you really are as a person. Don't get serious until you are sure what you like to do. And if you don't know what your goals are, be careful of getting seriously involved with someone. Their goals should not become your goals by default. Know yourself first. Be aware of how differences in interests and goals are going to affect how you spend your time and resources. Don't lie to yourself about interests and goals not mattering to you. They do, and you need to consider the impact that they will have on your life. Common values. The third area where preferences are important is the area of character. 
Someone's character is what you're going to experience if you stay in the relationship very long. It's going to be what you abide with, bump into, develop around, share with, receive from, grow with, and so on. If that character is full of good things, then the fruit of your relationship will be good. But if that character is full of thorns and thistles, then you're going to suffer. Believe it. As Jesus said, a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Matthew 7:18. To search for character that shows the fruit of the Spirit, love, patience, kindness, and so forth, would be a good dating goal. Minor imperfections you can live with. No one is perfect. I'm continuing to read from the book Boundaries in Dating by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. I'm reading in page 98 under the caption, Now, minor imperfections you can live with. No one is perfect. Every person that you date will be a person who will sin and let you down. There is no Prince Charming that has it all together. So give up that fantasy. However, as you evaluate the people you date, remember a few things. First, there are sinners that you can live with. I repeat that. There are sinners that you can live with. Those are people who have the ability to see when they have wronged you, to confess it and to care about how they have hurt you, and to work hard not to continue in that pattern. Anyone who sees where he or she is wrong and tries to change is on the right path and can probably be trusted if that path is not just a momentary turnaround. Here are the traits of someone who demonstrates the ability to work on their imperfections. The person has a good relationship with God, ability to see where one is wrong, ability to be honest, ability to see the effects of wrong on the other person, ability to empathize with those effects and be truly sorry for the other person as opposed to just feeling guilty for themselves, motivation to repent and change, ability to sustain repentance and change, commitment to a path of growth, a system of growth, and the involvement of other people in the growth process, and ability to receive and utilize forgiveness. If someone can do these things, that is an imperfect person who might be worth betting on, we also suggest that you work hard at being that person yourself. A person of good character will still fail occasionally, but generally, they have sins that you can live with. Their sins are yellow lights in your relationship, things that cannot be ignored, but are not relationship stoppers either. Some patterns can be undeveloped areas of a person's life that are not that bad and also can be grown out of. They are not lethal, and you can probably live with them as long as the person sees these problems in his or herself and deal with them in the manner listed above. Here are some examples of things that will annoy you but won't kill you, and you can learn to accept in mild doses. Here are they. Now, you'll find this interesting. Listen, disorganization, that's one. Difficulty with opening up and being direct about feelings or hurt. Tendencies about performance orientation. Tendencies toward wanting to appear strong and avoid vulnerability. Perfectionism. Avoidance and closeness. Impatience, messiness, nagging, and mild forms of other things. 
We all do not get everything right in relationships. That is normal. So look at what bothers you. You might be bothered by a normal sinner. You might have not learned how to put up with humanity and to be judgmental or perfectionist in your demands. Remember, since you have to date sinners, decide what sins you can live with, or at least work with. That's from page 100 in the book Boundaries and Dating by Dr. Henry Cloud and John Townsend. Return next week for more. This has been your Daily Relationship Nugget. I am Barrington Brennan, keeping a smile on your heart.